this is Annie. And Samantha. And welcome to Stuff I've Never Told You, a production of iHeartRadio. Today is Thursday, which means it's time for another happy hour, which happy also hour. means, yes, <laughs> it's, just, it's exciting here because I don't, this could just be a, a one-off, but it's chillier here in Atlanta today. Um, we're both wearing hoodies. Yes. Yes. And I'm excited. I don't know how long I'll be saying that, but for now... Yeah. No, the fall is perfect. So I'm very excited because that means I can get away with all of my grandma cardigans. <laughs> the poncho I've been wearing all summer and dying is now going to be comfortable. And I'm so excited about this. Uh, yeah. As well as the fact that all of my air is off because I can just open a window to get that breeze. Yes, that's uh, what I did love. that last night. So I had to get out mm-hmm. my comforter. Y'all, I had to get yes. out my comforter, Buffy comforter, yes. which we've had for a while now and I still love. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That was not trying to be a promotion or anything. But all I'm about to say is, I love fall. I hate yes. winter. Mm, mm-hmm. That should be stated. Yeah, you, you do not like cold. I know that's I do about not. you. I do have my electric <laughs> blanket in the ready. Like it's next to me yes. in a chair, plugged up, yes. ready to go. I love when I, you've told me more than once that that is your like most treasured purchase. With the comfy. But also I love when I, I dog sat peaches and you were like, here's the electric blanket. And it was like summer. <laughs> I don't know yeah. what you mean. I don't, I don't know what you're talking about. It was I, I mean, delight. it was very kind. <laughs> it was the beginning of one season. It was still kind of cold at nights. That's true. That's true. I appreciate it nonetheless. Maybe next time. Maybe next time. Um, <laughs> so what are you sipping on, Samantha? Today, because I am feeling this nice chill in the air and we are wearing hoodies, I decided to go with my red wine. It just mm. felt very fall. And so I didn't yes. want anything iced right now. Mm-hmm. And this is kind of a delight for me. So I went back to my first love, which is a classic Chianti. Ooh. Yeah. That's kind I of... I love the deep and bold. Yeah. Oh, me too. That's kind of, you know... Unfortunately or fortunately, Silence of the Lambs really <laughs> popularized <laughs> Chianti. So, yeah. See, I went to Tuscany after I graduated oh. college and really loved everything. Of course, this is not necessarily Tuscany wine because they're a little right. lighter typically, but all of that made me fall in love with Italian wines and Italian mm-hmm. reds. So yeah. it's not really pretentious right now, but I can't help no. it. I loved it. No, that's what you love. Got great wine. I too love Italian wines. I love most... If it's, a, I'm more of like a flavor note person. So if it's like a bold, a bold red, then I'll probably like it. <laughs> I am drinking grapefruit and gin and basil and uh, sparkling water. Okay. Uh, it's very nice. It's very tart though. It's it's doing that mouthwatering thing that we've talked about yeah. before. Yeah. So wait, are, did you just make a uh, a yubnub? Mostly, but I didn't put. It doesn't have nearly nearly as much gin. No, normally I just put two shots of gin in that. This is one shot. Keeping it healthy. <laughs> I do that for you. Um, you. And also, doesn't have pepper in it, which I normally put in yubnub. Yeah. Yes, I'm much you less basil as well. You do that for me because well. I will fall asleep faster if you decide to do I want people to have shots. a fun time. <laughs> I want people to have a fun time. I'm not trying to <laughs> get anybody Take super anybody drunk. out. <laughs> yeah, no, I really am not. I've learned my lesson on that. And by that I say, I just mean like sometimes you forget. You're like, oh, 
an, a shot is this much, but you should adjust it yes. for the taste yes. of the people around you. The people around you. Yes. Uh, <laughs> so this is a kind of lighthearted follow-up because we've been doing some tough episodes lately and th- they've been great and they're so worthwhile to talk about. But in particular, this one is kind of a follow-up to the whole not pretty enough thing about sexual assault that we did for a Monday Mini. And so many of you were so kind and you wrote in and we're probably going to feature some of those replies in a future listener mail episode. But kind of to lighten things up a bit, I wanted to talk about ugly pictures. (laughs) Oh, this is Um, my wheelhouse. Let's go. I know. I'm so excited because you immediately had like a different avenue and I'm so, I I can't wait to talk about it. But I was thinking about how fun and kind of empowering it can be to take like the ugliest picture possible. And often when I'm talking about this, because I do want to be clear that this is usually in in what I'm thinking of specifically for you. Um, You can post it if you want. I have a friend who has a whole account that's just ugly pictures and it's beautiful and I love it. But this is different than like when the internet tears apart a woman for having like, my God, the smallest amount of fat or whatever. That that is not, that's not even an ugly picture, but it's different than what I'm talking about. I'm talking about when you like make the grossest face and get in the worst light (laughs) and try to really make just the best ugly picture And when I say it's empowering, I think it is because a lot of the times for women, we feel a pressure like you've got to look good and your beauty is your value. And if you don't look good, like everyone's going to be calling you names or whatever it is. But when you just lean in and you're like, you know what? I don't care. I'm going to take this really ugly picture. It can be surprisingly powerful and liberating. (laughs) Uh, That's how I always take pictures. I am not a fan of pictures in general, but I will say that for me, I love the scrunching of the face and the weird Mm -hmm. looks. And those Mm -hmm. are my wheelhouse. Like That's what I will do. And I think any of the listeners who have seen some of the pictures of you and I, that is the face I typically make because it just makes Mm -hmm. me happy. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. But that means that's about you. I guess that's kind of the point is it makes you happy. So much of what we do or what I, I mean... I will say most women, but particularly me, I don't want to say for everybody, but it it is, even if you don't want it to be, it is about like other people and particularly maybe the male gaze. And this is so not, and it feels so fun. I, a couple years ago, me and uh, some good friends of mine spent hours laughing and taking the ugliest pictures possible. And like later you'd open your phone and somehow they'd gotten into it and taken like an ugly picture on it and you'd open it. And it was so fun and so funny. And it was, it is this like trust you place in someone else and this vulnerability. But instead of being like, oh, that's disgusting. You're like, oh, this is a beautiful woman that I love. And she's so funny. Like, I don't know. It's it's hard to describe, but I just... It's hard. 
I couldn't have told you why it was so funny and fun. It did feel kind of like an act of defiance. It did feel like this beautiful moment of trust between all of us because we all knew like no one's going to post that picture without you wanting to. No one's going to say like, oh, wow, how ugly you are. Unless it's like an impressed, like how ugly you were able to make your face. It's it's more about like being silly and, and kind of shrugging off this pressure to feel beautiful all of the time. And I do think this is also so many things we talk about. I get I hesitate because I feel like I have to put asterisks, asterisks, asterisks after everything. Because I do get like the difference between taking a purposely ugly picture maybe because you think like you can't take a pretty picture or it's kind of a security measure um, and you feel like you're going to be judged so you might as well take kind of a silly picture and also just like taking a picture of yourself and thinking like, oh, I'm really ugly, like feeling it in your soul. And we've all had that horrifying moment of when you open your phone and the camera is facing you and not hours, <laughs> and you're like, oh, gosh. So that's, you know, that's different than what I'm talking about. And those are issues that we have discussed and probably will discuss again because it does impact all of us. But I'm talking about, like, you know, just going out and just taking this really purposefully ugly, silly picture for you and for your friends. Right, which I think is fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> and I did mention to you about the meme, but I think it was just, I have a lot of photos that people tag me in, but I'm like, mm-hmm. I don't like that photo, so I'm going to hide it, essentially. Right. Mm-hmm. And the, like they said, Libra seasons here, which means, oh, do not like this photo. It will stay hidden. Like that was the meme. I was like, <laughs> okay, that's a little too real. I don't need your judgment. <laughs> right. Slash, I choose what I want to be photoed. I have a weird thing with photos, so in general, which is hilarious because my partner is a photographer and I'm like, don't you dare. I will kill you. <laughs> That is interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like a lot of the pictures I have of you, you are making kind of a a snarky face or a weird like horror face. (laughs) Well, and what's so funny is in my, so the ones that I'm being tagged in oftentimes it's because I'm not in the photo, I'm behind Mm -hmm. the camera because they know I won't, don't want to be in the picture. So I'm like, here, 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 let me, let me take a picture for you. I got you. I got you. And Mm -hmm. they call me the photographer because I'm like, no, this is the best way of not being in any of the photos. Unless I choose (laughs) to be really silly. Yes. I mean, yeah, there is definitely an aspect of, of feeling like, you know what, if I'm going to be in a picture, because I feel like my thing is a lot of times when I think I've taken a good picture or a sexy picture, heaven forbid, it's not. And so a silly picture is a good way to kind of add that right. I will say, I don't know if I've ever attempted to do a sexy picture. Like that's not in my Mm -hmm. wheelhouse to me. Even, especially if someone tells me to be sexy, I automatically stop. Mm -hmm. And I say that in... No one's ever like, so we did a photo shoot and our photographer, he was wonderful. He was so great. And he was willing mm-hmm. to meet me where I was because he was like, you're goofy. And I'm trying <laughs> to figure out in my past. I'm like, I wonder how really he was like, why can't you just be still type yeah. of level? But like, <laughs> right. if he had at any point tried to tell me to be sexy, I think I would just sat there and the most like pouty, scrunched mm-hmm. up, triple chin face that I could make or maybe right. even go into the, the grudge level of like, oh, here we go. I'm going to scare everybody <laughs> instead of right. trying to be sexy. Because that to mm-hmm. me is just such a weird, not because 
I think it's weird to take sexy pictures. For me and my self-esteem issues, that doesn't exist in me. Right. So my automatic self-deprecating mechanism is to be as silly as possible to the point that people mm-hmm. will get annoyed with me. Like, I just want a good picture. I'm like, but I don't, <laughs> I don't want to be in this picture. I don't know how to right. tell you this. I feel like a lot of times I'll get so self-conscious when people are taking pictures and I'll think, you know, about everything, every flaw that I see and every time I've tried. I mean, my sexy pictures are so, uh, when I say that, it just means like I try to look sexy in my face. (laughs) Um, But I have taken what I consider sexy cosplay photos, but... I do, like, every time it never looks how I think it's going to look. And that makes me wonder if I'm trying to emulate something that doesn't work for me. Because, like, like you were saying, I think there's an authenticity that works in photos. Like, if if the photographer was like, oh, I can see you're goofy, and that's going to be a better photo than, like, trying to force something that you don't feel or makes you uncomfortable. So, I mean, all that makes sense to me. And I think that, you know, being photographed can be just a stressful experience mm-hmm. anyway. So. Oh, I hate it. I hate it. I like, do I will, too. I will be very conscientious when something is pointing, like a screen is pointing towards me. Yeah. My partner would just try to like take pictures in order to get a balance and just to see the lighting and I will scream at him. Because <laughs> I, don't, I don't want to have anything out there. And God forbid, like, even to the point that having a phone, so we talked about sex before, we've talked about all of these things and, like, having relationships with people, long-distance relationships and what people would do. I'm like, I would struggle. That wouldn't be a thing that I can do. Like, I, it's just, there's no such picture of me out there. And, of course, maybe it's because I've heard all the horror stories. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm like, hell nah. But I don't feel sexy, so I don't feel like that's the way, you know, I would communicate my sexiness is sending a picture. So that all of that is like ingrained. Of course, again, this is everything to do with self-esteem more so than anything else. And I I Mm -hmm. completely admit that. But again, it is also a self-defense mechanism in order to get past this and not even have to address it in general. Like, I just don't want that to be associated with me not because I think it's shameful, but more so that mm-hmm. I'm ashamed of myself as being in that right. direction. And and that's a whole bigger conversation that I'm taking it yeah. to a darker place, I know. <laughs> no. But there is that layered bit of, there's so much to this that has everything to do with what I see myself and what yeah. people have said of me. And so mm-hmm. I can't let that go, whether it's being thick or being, you know, any of those things. Yeah. Being Asian even to me had a whole different connotation of being uh, not as sexy, not as glamorous or being too sexy and mm-hmm. completely sexualized. And so right. it's kind of like both of those things that I'm like, I don't know what to do. So therefore I'm going to do this instead and be as ugly as I can be, mm-hmm. but make it a joke. Right. Yeah, no, that, again, that all makes perfect sense to me. And, and you know, I meant... I meant for this to be a lighthearted one. It has. But there is so much, there is so much stuff like that. And when you're talking about photography or or someone seeing this image of you, like you can't control how they consume it and what they attach to you. 
And a lot of times that does have to do with how we've been socialized or cultural norms or the patriarchy or white supremacy, all that stuff. You can't control that. And that, especially for women in any marginalized intersection, marginalized people, it can feel like it just puts more in your head than like taking a simple photo. Like, right. it's another thing that you have all of these other considerations going on in your head. And it does, I mean, what we've been talking about is, you know, you feeling this really self-conscious. And that kind of reminds me again of like when I step outside and I just immediately feel like this weight of the male gaze. It's the kind of the same thing. Right. Of that feels like it's out of my control. Right. And honestly, in this world of social media, and we talked about it a little before, but typically any of this, and we've talked about it with uh, facial recognition as well, Mm -hmm. the type of technology that is used for our phones and for photography is for white people. And Mm -hmm. so if you've never had a really good photo based on, because it doesn't pick up your pigment or it doesn't do uh, the justice that it needs to, or people don't take the effort to find the right lighting, you don't yep. want that. You don't of want course. that to be a thing. And then also having that standard culture, like, again, we talked a little bit about how whiteness is so favored, especially in like Korean cultures typically. And you see it with the pop stars. And, I'll, um, and I love K-pop, don't get me wrong, but they definitely lean into the white skin and being uh, idolizing that level of pigment. And so therefore, you don't love it as much. Mm-hmm. Of course, I did grow up in the South where the white women all wanted to be tan and, you know, did their microaggression towards me because I was automatically browner than them, mm-hmm. no matter what. Mm-hmm. Um, and mm-hmm. that was my contribution of being worth of something is because I was able to tan easily for the right. Southern women who was trying to stay, <laughs> lay in the tanning beds. Right. So I have, like, of course, a different connotation of it, what I grew up with. But there is this level of trying to fit into it, that narrative and then having this kind of juxtaposition of being not so serious in something that's supposed to be fun, but it's not created for fun for you or your culture. Right. <laughs> right. Oh. I'm taking it really into a dark path. I'm so sorry. No, no. This the is line, people. I, Just kidding. It's all we're talking about. And that's why, like I said, asterisk, 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 because nothing is, you know, so simple. And and that's why, like, I recommend, you know, go purposefully take an ugly photo and do it with friends that you really trust. But yeah, I wouldn't share it. Like the internet, again, you can't control who will take it and you know scarily enough now people can put can like photoshop things and edit things and just always be aware of what you're posting I hate that we have to worry about that I don't want to sound like a fear monger but we do but yeah it can be it can be really fun and liberating to just kind of like let all that go for just a minute and take a really really see how ugly you can go right (laughs) it is fun and Again, on the deeper note for me is about controlling the narrative right. and taking mm-hmm. that power away from others and putting mm-hmm. it to my own power. And I am a bit of a controlling person. So there that is. Right. <laughs> I mean, I am as well. And I, I really do think that makes sense. This would not be nearly as fun if I hadn't had this idea when I hadn't had friends who were like enjoyed it and thought it was funny and knew me and just were like, oh yeah, that's very... Almost like impressed, <laughs> like what you can do. 
That being said, I do have a bunch and I'm going to look through them. If I can find one, maybe I'll post one. Oh, I think we need to post some of ours and then listeners, we need you to post yours. I love the good (laughs) photos. Give me. Yes. (laughs) But only if you're comfortable with it. Only if you're happy with it. True story. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I think our people know though. They know. They're like, it's because I love myself. Here you go. Yes. They know. (laughs) Yes. It's an act of love. Um, so listeners, you know, however you want to get those to us, if you feel comfortable, you can, you can email us at Stephanie at momstuff at iheartmedia.com. You can find us on Twitter at momstuffpodcast or on Instagram at stuff I'm never told you. Thanks as always to our super producer, Christina. One of the best. Yes. And thanks to you for listening. Stuff Under Told You is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. 